Hi everyone, I'm here with Claire Thornton and Louis Cherboga, two NSH members who've been extremely active in NSH's recent advocacy work, specifically on our efforts to get histology recognized under CLIA. Hi everyone, my name is Claire Thornton. I am the current membership committee chair and over the past few years, I was also a Region 1 Director on the Board of Directors for two terms. My name is Luis Cherboga, and I am Director of Translational Histopathology Laboratory in New York, and I am also a Region 1 Director for the National Society of Histotechnology, and I have been attending the Clinical Laboratory Improvement Act committee meetings on behalf of NSH to make recommendations to the organization to promote histotechnology. Claire, you attended several of the early meetings on this topic back in 2017. Can you tell us how NSH got started with this effort and provide a little background for us about what CLIA and CLIAC actually are? I think most people hopefully will know that CLIA stands for the Clinical Improvement Amendments. Basically, they establish federal guidelines for how laboratories need to be staffed, ran, and that sort of thing. So in October of 2017, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, put out a notice that they are going to solicit opinions on changes for requirements for lab personnel. This was the first time they've done this since the original CLIA standards of 1988. And all aspects of CLIA was going to be open for comment for a 60-day period. So one of the areas that they wanted to get comment on was personnel requirements. So NSH was notified by ASCP, the American Society for Clinical Pathology, that this may be a real big opportunity for us to collaborate with them and bring CLIA standards for histology. As it stands now, histology isn't even really directly mentioned in the CLIA regulations. They consider what we do to be processing, not testing. Testing indicates that there's a, an interpretation or a result given. Since we do not interpret any results, it's the pathologist who must meet complexity requirements, nobody in histology. So as it stands, there really isn't any regulations or guidelines regarding histology and who may work in histology. There's no minimum education requirements. There is no certification requirements. Obviously, most of people who work in larger laboratories, this really isn't an issue. There are lots of extremely well-trained people, many, many who are certified. But there is always the risk that in a smaller laboratory, or, or possibly even some larger ones, that there could be poorly trained or unqualified personnel handling patient tissue. And, and this could really open the field up to significant risk and also obviously patients to significant risk. So in October of 2017, the board of directors decided that we wanted to comment on CMS's request for opinions and the board of directors created a task force in order to do this. Um, I was on that task force along with several other people. And what we did was submit comments for the November of 2018 CLIAC meeting. CLIAC just stands for CLIA Committee on Laboratory Personnel Requirements. I was asked to actually attend the meeting in Atlanta, Georgia at the CDC to deliver these comments in person, which I did. And through discussion at that meeting, it was, I think there must have been at least 
gosh, I think at least 30 people from all different areas who, who had comments regarding CLIA personnel requirements. So obviously this was not an issue that was going to be resolved in a day and a half long meeting. So the CLIA committee decided that the best course of action would be to create a working group. And this working group would hash through all of the comments that they received from various people, including us, and decide what the best course of action would be to take. I was invited to sit on the working group for this CLIA committee, which unfortunately due to bad flights did not actually make it to the meeting, but I was able to Skype into this working group meeting. And we discussed many, many things. Unfortunately, histology was was a bit of an aside, but I certainly got my opportunity to speak. We wanted to share that we were looking for histology to come under CLIA oversight, that we were working and had the support of ASCP in doing so. So that's really kind of how this all got started. Now, CLIAC only makes recommendations. They don't put forth any specific changes to CLIAC. So our attendance at these meetings is extremely important for us to be able to vocalize what our goals and what our needs are in order for us to be able to make changes to the CLIA regulations as they stand today. And the organization recognizes, CLIAC, I should say, the committee recognizes that many of the regulations that exist are outdated. The model that has been in place for many, many years has not adapted to the changes not only in technology and advances in science and medicine, but also the changes in the workflow and the way things operate in a laboratory, given the consolidations of the laboratory workforce, consolidations of the hospital community and the institutional hospital community in, at large. So we have also wanted to make our presence felt at these CLIAC meetings so that we can also recommend to CLIAC and so that they can recommend to CMS and the FDA and CMS is the Centers for Medicaid Services to consider changes to the complexity model that so that they include histology as both moderate and high complexity testing. And we feel that this is important for us to be able to be recognized as professionals among the laboratory science community. And our attendance at this meeting has been crucial to help move this agenda forward. So NSH submitted their comments to the CDC's request for information. Claire presented our comments and was invited to sit on the first working group to consider all the comments submitted to CLIAC. Lewis, you just attended a meeting on NSH's behalf in November of 2019, where it was decided that another working group would be formed specifically to discuss how the suggestions from the previous work group could be implemented. Can you tell us more about that meeting? In the most recent meeting, again, I, I presented our comments to, to CLIAC, which were very well received. And CLIAC, in its discussions, among other issues that it was trying to address, feels that this is an important topic that they do need to address and that they have formulated a working group that's going to take uh, into consideration recommendations that were made by the previous personnel and non-traditional workflow model working groups to address how CLIAC may be specific or CLIA may be specifically updated to reflect these changes in both the laboratory community and in medicine in general. But specifically, to address as a priority question as to whether or not existing CLIA requirements for moderate and high complexity testing encompass activities performed by histologists. And so at this point, they're going to be creating a working group to look at this as well as some other issues. 
and we feel relatively confident that at this point, the the working group will address these issues specifically and hopefully come up with a recommendation that will go back to CLIAC, the committee, which can then be forwarded to CMS, who then has the authority to begin changing how CLIA is actually implemented over the, the, the country in terms of laboratory regulations. So will there be any histotex on this new working committee that they're forming? Yes, we have already contacted the organizers. Uh, CLIAC is a, I, I should take a step back and define CLIAC a little bit better. CLIAC is made of a number of about 20, 22 members who are appointed to positions on the committee, and they range from individuals, you know, who are just laypersons who are not actually in the field, as well as laboratorians and other pathologists and other members. And all of this is administered under the auspices of the CDC or the Centers for Disease Control. We have already reached out to the CDC to suggest that we would like to have a, a member from the histotechnology community be a member of this working group, and we are just waiting for feedback from them at what point we can make a nomination to have someone included into that working group. Claire Thornton was on the personnel working group, and her participation was crucial to get to get us, you know, recognizing to get histotechnology on the agenda. And we do have some. Uh, members of the committee who are are very much proponents of including histotechnology or addressing the issues with histotechnology and in particular pathologists who really feel the the pain they're at the pain point with not having enough histotechs in the lab and struggling to try to make do with what they do have in the laboratory. You mentioned the pathologists are recognizing the lack of qualified techs. Workforce shortages are something that we often talk about in conjunction with recognition under CLIA. How would recognition under CLIA help alleviate some of the pressures we're feeling in histology staffing? You know, these are important issues that need to be addressed in order for histotechnology to be recognized. This, of course, revolves around the workforce shortage, which we feel is in combination due to a large proportion of the histology workforce facing retirement and the lack of professional recognition. So there aren't enough histotechnicians or histotechnologists entering the field. And as I mentioned, this due to most likely a lack of professional recognition, as well as competing against these other fields that uh, in the laboratory sciences, as well as outside of laboratory sciences, where we're competing against them financially and professionally, financially in the sense of salaries and things like that. And also the fact that there's been a significant loss of educational programs in schools where people can enter into the laboratory sciences and, and specifically histotechnology. Regarding workforce shortages and asking CLIA to bring histology under their oversight, one of the issues that I think a lot of laboratories are facing, and I know in my own laboratory, we have certainly been facing this as well. Many laboratories do want HT or HTL certified personnel to work. When, when you come into a laboratory that is short staffed to begin with, and pulling somebody for training is terribly time consuming. Basically, you have lost one of your other staff who could be working because they are spending anywhere between six and 12 months training new staff. So a lot of laboratories are looking for people who are already trained. The best way to ensure that somebody is trained and trained well is usually to require HT or HTL certification. Because that's not a requirement under CLIA regulations as it stands, the amount of certified histotechs out 
looking for jobs is really kind of few and far between. So it, it creates a bit of a catch-22. A lab is already short-staffed. They do not have the staff to set aside somebody to train new people. And yet there's no requirement for those people looking to work in the field to have already obtained their certification or at least a minimum level of education. So it, it creates kind of a, a vortex of, or a black hole of you know, people who could be working in histology but can't because they, the laboratories that are already short-staffed cannot provide adequate training for those people. I mean, obviously, in order to become certified, you need to have that one-year experience. If you have not gone through the, I think it's Route 1, which is having attended a NACLS accredited school for histology. But even with that, there, there obviously has to be some clinical laboratory experience required. So the more that we can elevate our profession, the more visible that we become, and obviously coming under CLIA oversight will help to promote the field, will help to make us more visible. The more programs that could open for histology training, the more laboratories that might get involved with clinical training to help out the NACLS accredited schools will help to hopefully alleviate some of these workforce shortages. It sounds a little counterintuitive, you know, requiring people to be certified or adequately trained before they can be hired. But I think what will happen by coming under CLIA oversight, having some regulations, having some minimum level of education will help to enforce the idea that obviously we need more programs, we need more laboratories who will participate in clinical training. So I think just advocating for for more training, for more education will help to hopefully down the road alleviate some of these workforce shortages, simply because there will be more people available, you know, who could who could fill these open positions. And what would you suggest for anyone who's interested in getting involved with this kind of a project if they want to become more involved in NSH's advocacy? First and most important thing is to be aware. You need to pay attention to what's going on in terms of information that's being released by CLIAC, by the FDA, by CMS. Um, certainly entertain having conversations in your place of work so you can get an idea of what your peers in the laboratory feel are important issues that are specific to histotechnology, but also in a broader sense in the laboratory field itself. And certainly, once you've gotten that information, certainly begin interacting with NSH and any level really enabled to be able to communicate what you feel that information is important. We, at least from our perspective, you know, attending these meetings and things like that, we have to know what our members really want and what they feel are important issues so that we can address what their concerns are so that we can move the entire field forward. We can't just work with blinders on, so to speak. So knowledge and understanding of what's going on in the field and what's what's happening in your laboratory space and what's coming in the future, in particular, new technology and how education and those types of things will play a role and how that new technology is rolled into the laboratory and becomes operational. These are all things that CLIAC is considering at the moment and will be considering in the future. So being able to be aware of those issues is important to be able to participate in this process. In the past few years, we have been going to a legislative 
symposium for laboratorians it usually takes place within March where I have not been able to attend myself, although I have wanted to go, where people can go and talk to their congresspeople and let them know, number one, we exist. We are a vibrant profession and extremely important, despite being sort of under the radar, to all patients and to pathologists and to medical professionals across the board. So that is certainly one way to get involved. I know that NSH has been sponsoring scholarship to attend this legislative meeting. And then, but we can also, you know, contact our, our local Congress people, simply letting them know that we exist and letting them know that, you know, that this is a field that needs to be, number one, recognized as a legitimate profession and simply just getting the word out that, that we're out here. And then obviously, the other way, the easiest way for people to get involved is to become a member of NSH. The more members that we have, the more power we have behind us. I think that that's a, a pretty obvious thing. Federal governing board like CLIA is going to listen to us a lot more if we have 10,000 members versus 3,000 members. So the easiest thing that anybody can do to get involved and to help with this advocacy program is to simply become a member of NSH, get involved in knowing what we're doing, you know, that sort of thing, getting involved on a committee, all of these things can can really help affect because there's power in numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, it is a long process and the government moves slowly. So I think it's important that, you know, whether it be me or, or anyone else, that we need to stay engaged and, and connected to the people who are able to put forward, you know, the information and the concerns that we have. And I think it's going to be very important for us and professionally um, for the future to make sure that we stay engaged. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you.